and welcome to the Spirit of 2016 podcast. It's Slovenia 4, Northern Ireland 2, the reaction podcast to that. I'm Andy Bell. I'm joined by Peter Baker and Ben Harshaw. And straight in, Ben, it's a 4-2 defeat, but it's the best we've played in two years. I really enjoyed her performance, especially in the first half. First time I've enjoyed watching Northern Ireland since Michael O'Neill was last in charge. Um, absolutely brilliant. Feels like a 4-2 win, to be honest. Ten <laughs> seconds for an indirect, uh, indirect snide jab at Barclough. That's, uh, that's impressive for you, I did, never mentioned never mentioned any names. Said indirect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, seriously, absolutely absolutely fantastic. I would take watching watching us play like that every time ahead of, you know, losing 1-0, but, but sitting defensively for an entire game. Yeah. Um, even if it had ended up 5-2, I still would have been happy. Um, you know, negative from it is we were probably, well, not probably, we were far too easy to play through. Um, you know, there, there's no doubt, uh, you know, a better team of Slovenia would have would have really taken advantage of that. But to see us with wingers that were, that, that were especially McManaman, were taking the game to the opposition um, and we, we were taking the game, I mean, I didn't see the full time stats, but like for us to have had more possession yeah. than them at half time, it shocked me. Um, yeah, so so yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it, um, and really encouraged by it. Obviously, I I was of the opinion that um, qualification was not going to happen prior to prior to tonight, whatever happened. Um, so I was just looking to see shoots of encouragement and, and did that. Yeah, uh, Pete Ben's right to mention the half time stats, sir. I think at halftime we've 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 more possession, we've more passes and more completed passes, and there will be people shouting at their phones or their laptops or whatever they're listening to this on, telling me that football's won and lost on goals. But my argument to that would be playing negatively in McGuinness chasing his own flick ons all game. I don't think we're good enough to get a nil nil. So I don't think this is actually a case of 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 results versus performance. I think no matter way no matter the way we play tonight, we're gonna get beaten. For many things we'll come on to talk about, mainly because the defense can't turn around and can't run. So might as well give it a go. And it's brave from Michael. It's it's very unlike Michael, as I think David said, uh, David Healy said on the uh, on the punditry at halftime. It's essentially playing with five attackers. It's we were trying to work out the formation in the chat before and there's always a, a mad name thrown in. It was Kennedy tonight, but we were a bit like, I couldn't work out if it was 4-3-3 and Price was playing in midfield or if it was 3-5-2 and maybe Kennedy at wing back or if it was 4-1 or if it was 4-2-3-1 maybe. But the best way I can describe it is probably 4-1-4-1. And you can tell when we get the ball in the attacking positions or passes on, we have some nice interplay. And ultimately playing Savlin Price just off Charles Neither of them had a massive impact in the game. I thought Price was better than Charles, but that's why, uh, or sorry, Price was better than, than Savile, but that's why Price gets on the end of one of those and is in a position to score. You don't get that if you're uh, sitting in holding Shea Charles' hand all game. Absolutely. I mean, I was I was pretty shocked in, that, in those first few minutes of how open we were. Obviously, we can see that going on, thinking, oh my goodness, it's going to be five. But they responded really well, and for once we carried a threat, which is so refreshing to see. Because we, I mean, how many away games have we gone, parked the bus, tried to be resolute, tried to grind something out, but we simply don't manage it. And it's a bore for everyone watching. Everyone loads it. And tonight was the first time in a long time I've actually enjoyed the game and watched it with a bit of a smile on my face, thinking we, you know, there was more goals than that for us. Um, I think it was a case of, I mean, we were crap defensively. They were crap defensively. It's, why not have a go and play to our strengths? And I think the really positive, I mean, last time 
in the double header. We played Denmark, sat back for 90 minutes, didn't get the result. We nearly got something. And then we played Kazakhstan at home, created nothing. Whereas tonight's performance, we could have sat back and grind out, tried to grind out a nil-nil. But at least we attacked, and that's probably transferable now into the Kazakhstan game, if that makes sense. The players are used to playing attacking football. They know they can create chances. And I should be going to Kazakhstan a bit more positive because they're going to be playing a worse opposition, albeit away from home. Um, so, you know, positives to carry forward, but... Yeah, absolutely. In terms of the uh, in terms of the way we play, a lot, and it's it's difficult because there seem to be always injuries. There seem to be more injuries from Ireland than anyone else. I'm not sure if that's true, uh, if that's the truth, or if that's just paranoia, Ben. But Bradley and Ballard do make a massive difference to that team if they're in there. And you know, I was thinking about this at the time because we, especially when Barclough was in charge, we were always saying about you know it's so negative, it's so conservative, it's it's not the way we want to play. And you just think, why not just go? Because from our perspective, for fans watching at home, we just want to be entertained. We just want something to hang our hat on going into the next uh, the next qualification campaign. And we can sit here and say, you know, it's fine. I don't care if we lose 6-1. You know, I just want to see us play decent football. But that's easy for us to say. Michael's got to think about Isaac, Price comp- Isaac Price's confidence, Shay Charles's confidence, Peacock Farrell, Trey Hume coming in. You know, he's got to think about Johnny Evans and Craig Cathcart and what they're sending him in the dressing room and saying, Gaffer, I can't run. Please get some of these lads to sit in. You know, it's easier. Um, so it, it, It's a very brave thing to actually do because it can go very wrong very quickly and you can get chinned. And, you know, we could we, we could concede six or seven tonight. They hit the post and they haven't cleared off the line right at the end. But I think the fact that we, that we didn't and we 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 it it stayed within two goals is is just it's probably the bit of bit of fortune we actually deserved and you know our bravery our bravery paid off in terms of you know we didn't get absolutely murdered and we're talking about this positively in this podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know that, that I'm not I'm not unrealistic. I'm not expect was never expecting us to go play at Denmark and do that you know, or to play bigger nations, but to play in nations like Slovenia, like Kazakhstan, where Slovenia for me would have been ahead of us um, and, and, and their squad is better than ours. However, it's not against the realms of possibility for us to get something from that. Um, so so those are the games where I want to be entertained. I want to see a Northern Ireland team going out there and, and you know putting it up to the opposition as opposed to sitting and letting them dictate everything. Um, and we did that. And it is, it's good in a way that, um, well, it's good in a great way that, we, that we, he was, I, I don't want to say we were rewarded by not getting hammered because we still lost the game. However, Michael was, was brave and it, again, paid off doesn't totally work but but paid off in terms of there is a lot to lot to take from the game whereas if we had have gone out there we had a sat behind the ball and would have lost one nil or two nil what could you really take from it very little um other than a bit more experience for for teams uh, for some of the players um but you know I, I i totally get what you're saying it could have ended up we had a wee bit of luck here and there and it could have ended up being six or seven but to be honest with you we could have scored three in the last 10 minutes i mean paul smith was a sitter mcmanaman was a sitter and josh mcginnis was a sitter um in the last 10 minutes so you know equally we could have had another three goals there um now it would have been daylight robbery i think if we'd have, if we'd have ended up doing that but you know we, we would have been happy um but no there's the, the the funny thing is coming up to this game and coming up to this uh, international break, like for the f- probably for the first time and well not you know 
one of the first times in a real long time today, even I was thinking, oh, do I have to watch this match tonight? Rather than I'm excited to watch Northern Ireland. Um, and now what that's given me tonight is I'm really looking forward to watching us on Sunday against Kazakhstan and hoping that we see something similar. Um, obviously, if we could get a result, that would be that would be you know the icing on the cake. But but to hope to see that we're going to build from that, you know, I thought as as we've discussed that this was this was going to be a campaign too soon qualification wise, and obviously given the start it, it is. So what I want to see and what I've wanted to see now is us building and and integrating these young players, but also trying to find a style that, that will suit us and that will work for us. Um, I know that it needs to be adaptable, as I said, against bigger opposition or other teams, but. But to be able to to be able to say, listen, we've we've gone out there, Slovenia, who have some good players. I mean, that, that striker, um, completely forgot his name now, but yeah, it, is a really yeah, is really really quality. Um, and, and you know we we've we're not just being afraid. We've we've decided that you know when they have a player of that quality, if we sit there and sit there and sit there and let them have have the ball and you know them them have time to find passing lanes and and and, and make space for them, eventually. He's gonna break through and he's gonna end up scoring anyway. So so why not take the game to them? And and, and I really like the attitude and Michael's to be commended for. Yeah, and I completely agree. I'm really looking forward to Sunday as well. And I didn't think that would be a, a game I'd be really looking forward to. And I would say it's it's gonna play out quite differently to, to tonight, but still Kazakhstan will be expected to to take the game to us at home. So hopefully there's there's something there and a and a plan for us to to carry a carry a serious threat in Kazakhstan. But Pete, just last thing in the formation, I think one thing that struck me about it, especially when it when it actually lined up and we saw it on the pitch, was was he must have serious trust in Shay Charles because there was nobody anywhere near Shay Charles all night. Um Savile and Price aren't aren't attacking eights, they're number tens there for me, I think, in in every way. And I understand it. You want to get Price close to goal because he's got quality. You want to get Savile up the pitch because he can press well. But you know, Shay Charles is 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 really Sort of looked exposed at times, but I think I think plays just really sensibly overall. When you're the one man in midfield, you can't go throwing yourself into tackles because if you get beaten, where you know you've got five or six players running at the back four, which which happened once or twice, but not as much as you would maybe have expected it to. And the other thing is, you know, the back line is is very slow, especially when Craig Cathcart comes on as Cathcart and Evans, so they're deeper. The other five are right up the pitch, and sort of Shay Charles ends up having to cover a third of a pitch to himself. Now, on the ball, I thought he was brilliant as he always is, but I think the maturity um, and the way he played positionally really impressed me from a defensive point of view as well. Yeah, I mean, on the ball, he was obviously excellent, and I think it was epitomised tonight by just flicked it over a player's head under pressure and regathered and dribbled on, leaving a run later on in the game, but. I mean, if he was exposed tonight, I don't think that has anything to do with his ability as a player. I think that was the formation and the risk that Michael took in throwing everyone forward. I mean, he's covering two slowish centre halves. Um, That's very generous. Yeah, I mean, he'll. I mean, I mean, McNair probably doesn't want to be put in the same bracket as Evans in terms of pace, but yeah, we get we're getting there. I think. I think anyone would have struggled in that role he had tonight, but he was excellent on the ball and continues for me to be one of the first names in the team sheet in that midfield berth. Because no, we don't have another player who can pass the ball as well as him, or or for that matter, carry it in centre midfield as well as he can. And we just have to take a chance that he's going to be the the next Premier League player 
that they the, you know we need someone to be the Davis and we need someone to be the the Evans and we need someone to be the well ideally someone to be the Lafferty to score goals but in terms of playing at the level maybe one or two playing lower level of the Premier League and then what happens is all of a sudden your Savills and your McCanns and your Charleses and your McManamans you know can can really thrive because there's there's three or four players playing at the top level um who can who can lead and and, and can really take these games with rough of the neck whereas they're all kind of of the same level at the minute um which is a little bit of a concern but. Ben, I think um, I think in terms of in terms of how the game goes, are, are you a little bit disappointed with the subs at halftime? I think I can sort of think of of different theories as to what he's thinking. You know, we've we've gone there and we've shown that we can play, we've shown that we can pass, and we've shown that we can create chances. But there was a risk, obviously, as I say, that it ends up six or seven. And and what does that do to you? And you think there's a little bit of conservatism in, in bringing Washington McGuinness on because we don't look as good going forward, although we do create some chances at the end. But for the most part, we do sort of sure it up, and we we kind of kill the game dead, which which makes sense because we were never going to win it at that point. Yeah, I I, I thought it was quite harsh on Dion. Um, obviously without knowing whether there was an injury or anything in there, I, I'm assuming there wasn't. Um, no, I agree. I, I thought it was really harsh as well. I don't think I don't think there was yeah. an injury. I felt like he he sort of in typical Dion style sort of created created problems just by his by his work ethic, by his um determination and movement. Um and I felt that, you know, he could have he could have maybe benefited in the second half. I mean defensively, I think as they were tiring, they were poor as it was. And I, I feel like you know, you feel like if that Paul Smith chance falls to Dion, if that possibly even if the McManaman won the header or, or, or McGuinness's header, you'd 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 maybe think we might have might have put it in. Um I really like Washington. I, I like again the work rate and stuff, but it just sort of offers something different. I would have loved us to have I, I felt like McManaman was causing all sorts of problems. And I felt like if we'd have had a sort of similar, you know, more more skillful um winger rather than a centre forward playing there. Um although we'll give you the work rate. I, I felt like that was the way to kind of cause them more and more problems. I mean, to be honest, I would have loved to have, obviously he wasn't there, but even Joel Cooper, I would have loved to have in there because the form he's been in this season, he's been unplayable, obviously, albeit at a different level. Um, although we saw McManaman coming in from that same level last year and, and making the impact. So I think that that type of player to come on there would have been really, really good. Um, and it would have been the, you know, although we praise Michael for, for the, is attacking uh, intent. I, I feel like that type of player would would have been just. It's maybe maybe it was a step too far for him, but it is it, is is the real showing of intent and showing that we want to get back into this game. Although it's very easy for us to sit there and say that you know you know he he's the one that gets the criticism after if we do lose six you know at the end of the day. So so it does. I do understand where it comes from, and he's going tried and tested. He's going. I know what I'm going to get from these two, um, and and you know. So that that's his thinking, and and perhaps he's also he's also thinking with with another game to come on Sunday that, um, you know when you when you're two goals down away to Slovenia at that stage, maybe he's saying Kazakhstan is the most realistic, you know, you, you it, again it's a side that you th- would like to think that we would have a chance of beating, um, although they beat us obviously, um, but but maybe at that stage he's thinking right. I'll try something here, but I'll also prevent, you know, protect Dion, give him, give him a bit more time rest-wise um, ahead of Sunday. I don't know. Definitely, and uh, he has to consider the, the as I say, the eight-hour flight journey, the four-hour, uh, the four-hour turnover in in terms of the time zone, and uh, and also basically, you know, 
we having two days of rest in between as well. It, it is difficult. I wouldn't surprise me if there's more pullouts before that, but that's just me being cynical. Pete, I, I want to talk about McManaman because I think he's I think he is just great tonight. And you know, there, there there's a lot of there's a lot of chat going around, and I'm not I'll not name Dave Dunning in particular, but seemingly with the the agenda of like if McManaman's our best player, then there's a problem. And I think that there's an element of that. Yes, we don't have Premier League players playing at the very top level, like you know. Davis in his pump was would have been a much better player, or Evans in his pump would have been. But I think it takes away from the fact that I think just Conor McMahon is actually just quite good at football, and he shows it again tonight. You know, he comes in when he's playing for Glen Torn, and he's sort of thinking, "Goodness me, we're a bit desperate now for actually starting Irish League players." That's no disrespect, but you know, a while ago there would have been managers who wouldn't have gone near an Irish League player in the squad, never mind starting them. And he looks good and he looks exciting, but he he, he doesn't take the game to them like he does tonight. You know, McMahon is our best attacker. Every time we're looking for him to get the ball, he's got the skill to beat a man. He can seemingly cross with both feet to the extent where I still actually don't know what foot his stronger one is um, because he cuts in on his right for the shot at the end, whereas there's, there's really good crosses with his left in the first half. I just thought he was great overall. Yeah, I mean, everything that we did well attacking came through, in the certainly in the first half. Um, obviously puts a cross in for the goal. Put in another cross. Unbelievable cross went that. across the whole six-yard box with no one in there. Again, similar to Shay Charles, in my opinion, he has to he has to start. If Bradley comes back fit, I mean, as those two on the right-hand side, that would be a pretty solid, solid-looking flank. He, given, I mean, I know he played Irish League last year and noise up in Scotland, but I mean, everyone's got to emerge from somewhere, don't they? He, I mean, he's just an absolute threat and no other player in our squad carries that threat at all. We, yeah. we just don't have it. I think I think because he's or because he's held. because he's what, 28 now? Yeah. We Especially our generation sort of see footballers as going on a completely linear career path where you're a wonder kid and then you have mm-hmm. your linear career path, your peak, and then you're on a downhill from there. But as, for example, Stuart Dallas shows, you know, different players peak at different times. McManaman is just a late bloomer as far as I can see. He's good enough to play at this level. Yeah. He's unfazed. Like, even when he made his debut, he was just confident taking all players and trying to create something. I mean, I suppose maybe coming from Irish League, he thought he... Probably came in thinking he had a point to prove. Maybe playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He'd been overlooked. And he's just fearless. And and he's got quality to match. I think you were saying before, Andal, you don't know what foot he is. Yeah. By the way, he cuts on to both, which is you know, a trait of a really technically good footballer. And it, uh, yeah, uh, if you can get the ball out to players like that. And he, he, what I love is his first touch is positive. You know, Defenders can't get tight to him because he, he's got that bit of skill to get around him. But if you if you sort of give yourself 10 yards on him, then he can gather, he can generate a little bit of pace where all of a sudden, you know, if you then commit the attack, he can skip around you as he does a couple of times tonight. I just thought he was, he was magnificent. And um, Ben, by all means, chat about McManaman as well, but also the the other two wingers who played tonight. You know, you mentioned that it was Harsh, Harsh and Charles um, coming off at halftime. I thought it was also Harsh and Kennedy coming off at halftime. I think also was a really good game. Not in the not in quite as flashy a way as as McManaman. McManaman's overstatedly brilliant, but I think Kennedy's quite understatedly brilliant. And uh, with his free kick, man, he does the hard bit. He gets it up and down, and he it just goes wide. It's like you know, you've you've done everything right here on the edge of the box. They're not easy free kicks to take, and um, you know, I I just think you know, I did not expect to see him anywhere near the the team tonight. But 
he does well. And then Paul Smith only gets 20, 25 minutes, but also shows something different. That real electric pace to get past someone and, and puts in a decent cross for, I think it's a Josh McGuinness chance. Um, and that's a headache for Michael because all of a sudden we've gone from talking in preview podcasts about we have to go three five two because we've no wingers of any sort of quality in this squad, and all of a sudden you've seen three very good wide performances tonight. I think. No, absolutely agree. Um, no, I was. I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but I was very surprised to see Kennedy starting. Um, but he he really he really took his chance. Um, I I was surprised. Um, he was taken off actually. Um, you know, I feel like. Maybe they were. Maybe we were. We were looking to try and at, at times get somebody that was more going to be closer to Josh in terms of coming inside and stuff with um, with uh, Connor Washington. Um, but I felt that what we, we were better when we were stretching their defence and we were ha- we were having that actual natural width. Um, and, and, and Kennedy Kennedy played a part in it. Obviously, McManaman McManaman was the one that that really shone, and I thought he was brilliant. To be honest with you tonight, um, you know I. I was a bit sceptical when he first came in last season, but um, he's absolutely, you know, he's grasped the chance. Um, he's now gone across to Scotland, which which he deserves, and by all accounts, has started really, really well. So I mean, that that's great. Um, and you know, he was he was our best player, um, w- without a doubt. And you know, one of the things I think about him is is the fact that he his upbringing hasn't been academy, it hasn't been things. So he, he's 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 like raw at times. Um, and unpredictable, but but that that can work. Obviously, there's times that works against you, but it works for you too. Um, and where he's he's not afraid, he'll try something again. I mean, I remember Conor McManaman coming through um, as as a centre forward at Linfield, and to be honest with you, he was absolutely terrible. Um, he was released from Linfield, um, and I was shocked when I saw him at Cliftonville because I mean, he'd, he'd been he'd been at the Glens then, I think he'd been at Donegal Celtic, and then he was uh, then he ended up at Cliftonville. Um, and was absolutely brilliant for them, and then was was unfortunately very good for the Glens too. Um, but you know he, he deserves this chance, and he deserves it. It's his shirt now. Um, in, in the team, he just he, he's done really really well in his his uh, substitute appearances. Um, and 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 that's been in, in teams that really haven't had attacking intent and haven't haven't been good and haven't been a good watch. He has been the sort of one bright spark in, in quite a few games other than um Shay Charles of course. Um but but he he's I wondered, you know, how how's he gonna be when he starts a game. But he, he just has that intent that I'm gonna I'm gonna take the game to them. I'm gonna try it. Um I'm gonna try things. I'm gonna I mean the ball he puts in for the goal, if if he means that it's 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 great for the first goal, sorry. Um it's it's a great it's a great wee ball. Like it's very, very hard to defend and, and thankfully we've got players around to follow up and, and price puts it in the net. So um yeah, he, he should start. And and on Paul Smith, um, you know, I and many others have been crying out for Paul Smith to be in the squad for quite a long time. Um was very pleased when I saw that he was. Uh, does really, really well when he came on, other than the sitter that he missed, as, which I've probably mentioned 42 times so far. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was pleased to see him getting a good run out and a good chance. And and I would like to see him start um, again. And it's harsh on Matty Kennedy because he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he did some good things. Is I think his um, his delivery at set pieces is good, uh, which is something that we've we've been lacking for for quite a long time. Um, the free kick was great. I thought I thought it was it looked perfect just as soon as he hit it, but um, just just wide of the post. But 
I would just like to see it's not again it's not because he did anything wrong, but I would like to see Paul Smith maybe get the start and you know he's playing he's playing you know a decent level now again. So so you know with those are the type of players that we need to be having in our in our starting teams. Yeah, I hope we we go with uh, I hope we go with wingers first of all in Kazakhstan, and if we do, it's McManaman and and one of the one of those two or heaven forbid for for Dave's sake Jordan Jones, but um, doesn't get a doesn't get a look in tonight. So uh, let's see on that one. Pete, the goalkeeper is at fault for two goals. I think he's he, he's far too quickly to go down for the fourth, and I think you can blame quite a few people for that. Seshko one just before half time. Why he's got time to turn and hit it there, I've no idea. But it's it's fairly central on his goal. And there's a fellow there on the bench, Connor Hazard, playing every week for Plymouth in the Championship now. And I actually think that's a that's a that's a debate that we we can genuinely have now. I don't know about you. Mm, yeah, I mean, some of the goals were just comical tonight. Goalkeeper aside, in the first one, you just I just thought, what the hell's going on here? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I did watching the game. I didn't entirely blame Peacock Farrell for a lot of the chances. I just looked at the defending. It's just like what is what has happened here? Comedy of errors. Um, it's probably not the the night the judges' performance. I reckon. Um, he's been so reliable in the past for us. I don't watch Plymouth on a weekly basis. I don't know how how well Connor Hazard playing this year for them. Um. I know how important regular football is for goalkeepers, but I'm gonna to have to pass the buck in this one to be honest to give a <laughs> a decent answer. I still I'm still pretty confident in Peacock Farrell, just given his the performance given the performances he's put in. He's got credit. The he's, biggest the, the biggest surprise of the night there is <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say the biggest surprise of the night there is I don't watch Plymouth on a regular basis from Pete there. Um but no I just um, it wasn't obvious. <laughs> I think I think we're I think we're very very quick. Or no, I don't. I think rightly he's had a lot of praise. Um, I I held him responsible for the first goal. Not not fully responsible. Sorry, I think he should have done better for the first uh, yeah, goal. It's, it's, I felt, it's quite I felt it's that quite he easy, came. He came out. I mean, obviously we we're played through far far too easily defensively um, and through the midfield as well was was poor. And again, you've got to take that in mind when you when you're talking about a goalkeeper. But I felt like he came out, and then he stopped. So he made the target a lot bigger. He needed to either fully come out and commit, um, you know. So I, I felt like there. I mean, it was just, you know, I felt like it was a far, far. It was made. He, he certainly could have done better there, and he made it a bit easier for for a good striker. Um, so I, I, I was a bit. I think maybe the one just before halftime. I see what you're saying in terms of. Um, it being central, although it's come through two or three of our players, which is the only thing I'd say in medication for him. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think it's it's important that that we maybe do make a change again. As I've said, not 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 permanently, obviously, but I think that, that this group now is about having a look at things, is about building, it's about assessing things. I mean, Connor has turned has turned up, you know, time after time. Um, and I think I think that he's playing at a decent level, as you've said. Um, I obviously don't know as much about Plymouth as Pete, but um, you know, I think I think now is is maybe the time we're away to Kazakhstan. It's 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 yeah, it's a long flight. Um, why not give him a chance at the end of the day? I mean, we we need to know what's out there. If if for nothing else, if if Peacock Farrell had an injury, let's let's see what we've got. 
um, to, to come in. So, yeah, I, I'd be in favour of that. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably start Hazard at, at, at Kazakhstan. Now, Pete, the, the, re, the reason I mentioned um, Peacock Farrell before the defence isn't because I'm saying the Peacock Farrell was more at fault than what the defence yeah, were tonight. Oh, no, that's, that's absolutely not the case, but I, I wanted to... To, to yeah. ask you about the defense, but not in the not in a, a sort of way of you know sort of having a go at Johnny Evans and Craig Cathcart because they're old, they're not picking themselves, they can't turn around, and they're not also picking the way we play. That's coming that's coming from the manager. So there's not really an awful lot of analysis we can do there. But I think an interesting question we can talk about is at some point we are going to have to prepare for life without Johnny Evans, and you know if Daniel Ballard is fit, do you go Ballard and McNair? Because I'm not sure there's another centre half coming through that coming through who who necessarily is going to take Johnny Evans or Craig Cathcart's place in that team. So Ballard and McNair possibly could be your your partnership for the next the next World Cup qualifiers. So do you get a look at that before uh, before that happens, or do you just sort of say Johnny Evans is still in our best eleven, even even with even notwithstanding the fact that he's slightly over the hill? I think the difficulty is. We have so many injuries. There aren't many constants that we have in that team with so much experience. And for what Evans may lack in pace, he's got experience. He's got leadership. He can command and instruct those in front of him how to play and execute the game plan. And he can do a wee Cruyff turn in the box and bang it's, on top Exactly. Of him. Ali's got a goal in him. So uh, it would be a brave man to drop Evans. I completely take your point. He isn't going to be the future for the next five years. It's probably, unfortunately, a matter of time for him and how long he continues to play for us. Maybe it's something worth looking at, but I think given the fragility of our squad at the minute, it's probably best to keep him in there purely for leadership. And he still and he still has quality against the likes of Kazakhstan. You'd expect him to be quite comfortable as well. Probably not yeah. test. Yeah, that's all fair. Um, I'm going to read some comments and then I'm going to ask you a quick question before we wrap up, guys. Um, and I'm glad to actually see that the comments are really positive as well because you know we can jump on here and we can be happy with with what we want, and then you can look at the uh, at what people think generally, and it's completely the opposite. But no, it's um, uh, Adam says sort of entertaining, but too open defensively to get a result. Michael should be bold now and use the rest of the games and possibly the Nations League. Yeah, I forgot actually we have the Nations League after this before the qualifiers. That might be the time maybe to yeah. Just to make your night night a little bit worse there, Pete. That might be the time to maybe try different centre half partnerships. Um, end of the road for Evans Cathcart. Maybe also McGinnis Savile Washington and numerous already injured players. I think Savile's gonna be playing on our team for a good few years, especially when he's playing at championship level. But but fair points made there. Adam, um Aaron Jeffrey says attacking wise, possibly the best we've looked this campaign. Connor Mack, dangerous every time you get the ball. Whereas defensively, probably one of the worst performances we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's fair. Slovenia looked like they could have scored every attack. Jamie Williamson says, weirdly not too annoyed by it. At least we showed some form of positive football. Sean says, even though we lost, it was one of the most entertaining Northern Ireland matches for about five years. Conor Mack was excellent. Shea Charles looked impressive. Sort the defence out and maybe switch to two holding mids in the future. Looks a lot brighter in, Mike, in Michael we trust. Um, Stephen McNeil. Going forward was more positive. Defending was symbolic. Kieran Brown should not be anywhere near the international setup. At fault for three goals in this campaign now. Connor Mack was fantastic, uh, in my opinion. A couple of people saying, uh, well, one person saying Paddy McNair was was really poor. I, I didn't think McNair was was particularly bad tonight. He's playing right back. He's playing out of position. Um, he does go to right back at one point, or if I made that up, 
Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he, I, I don't know. He, he, he can play anywhere, but um, yeah, I thought he was far from the worst. But um, yeah, l- last question, guys. He had a Kazakhstan. There's no point asking you to pick a team because, you know, six of them will pull out and uh, and there'll be a, a, a kickoff change and it'll be played in Papua New Guinea or something, the way we do these podcasts. But positive, positive performance. Um, attacking again. Proactive on the front foot, young players playing. Uh, go there and draw one each. Would you take that, Ben? Yeah, I would. I would honestly, given the given the journey, given the injuries we have, um, and given the fact that we defended so badly, if if we get out with conceding one, um, and again, if we're if there's a positive performance, yes, I would. Hey. No. <laughs> Okay. Listen, it's Kazakhstan. <laughs> we lost. We lost to them at home. I know. Well, I know. The score memories and all that. It's was some pride. We can't. Uh, no. I think. I think. I think we can beat them. They were crap. In Belfast. Yeah. No were. Yeah. No. That's all fair. No. Take the point. Would, would uh, you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah. At this point, I would. Um. Another, you know, just 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 mainly because the fact it would, in my situation, which is hypothetical, we go there uh, away from home and actually play attackingly and have a positive performance. And I think I'll just take that away from home more than anything at the moment. And uh, obviously, if we only concede one, then possibly we've been been solid. But lots of variables, and we'll we'll have a podcast to discuss what actually happens after the game on Sunday. So that'll be out on Sunday, sort of evening time, because it's a two p.m. kickoff. So yeah, fingers crossed for another positive one. Feel like we've done quite a lot of uh, well. Uh, podcasts on negative results. I wouldn't say negative podcasts. We always sort of have a laugh about it and try and find the positive somewhere. But tonight, genuinely quite positive. So uh, yeah, thanks Pete. Thanks Ben for joining me. Um, and we Cheers. will see you again after Kazakhstan. All the best. <laughs>